0: Praise the Lord. God is good, isn't He? Yeah. And uh, I, 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 I wouldn't say wild horses couldn't keep me away from being with God's people this morning, but it, 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 it would take some wild horses to keep me away. But I didn't want anything to be a distraction to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I could up here nursing some wounds and things like that. It's. Uh, I, I want just to God be the glory great things he has done and he has is not he yes. I had, uh, just to get me out of the way uh, which um, I want to thank God for the, the prayers of the saints um, and the goodness of God's people um, and the love of the, of the church which has... Um, you know, God has a sense of humour, isn't he? Has he got a sense of humour? Did he create a sense of humour? Did he create laughter? I suspect he did. I know, I know he did. I'm, uh, I'm preaching twice today. I'm, I'm preaching um, at a Church of England church. Don't be too much. I would say that was the Shekinah glory that was falling on me, but uh, maybe maybe that's that's a bit presumptuous at this moment of time. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm preaching in a in a church of England um, this evening, and uh, they 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 work from their their lectionary, and so their their lectionary is um, from Genesis, and it's the it's the story of Jacob, and uh, his he's. His staircase, and you'll know that, most of you know that I, I don't do staircases particularly well at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I took a, a shortcut down a flight of stairs, and uh, I've, I've learnt that's not necessarily the best route to take, um, but I, I've got to talk about Jacob's Ladder, and um, ascending and descending, yeah, so he has got a sense of humor, hasn't he, yeah. But God is great, and uh, uh when I think what, what could have happened to me um, because of the the fall I took and the um um I had some surgery on Wednesday of this week, um, which transpired it was it was more extensive than they thought, um, because they've I've torn some. Ligaments and it's amazing how you become a specialist, don't you? When something goes wrong, I didn't know I had a a, a, a rotator cuff. I didn't know such a thing existed. Yeah, I do now. Yeah, and I realise how necessary these things are. Um, But this morning we've been given a subject about the Holy Spirit to witness in the power of the Holy Spirit to witness in the power of the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit was given to us that we could be and we would be witnesses and uh, whether we like it or not we all witness don't we we're all witnessing to something at this very moment of time our life is a testimony to something, that we are, we are presenting a testimony, and uh, it is what that testimony is, is the, uh, is the uh, defining thing in my life, is, is whether I, I am going to give a, a, a good testimony, a good account um, of all that God has done. I think that Jesus, when he stood before Pilate, he he said, the reason I I, I came into the world, the reason I was born, was to testify to the truth. He was a a testimony to the truth. That's why he came. He testified. And, uh, you know, we want to testify to the goodness of God, don't we? Yeah? We want to testify to the, the veracity the truth of the gospel we want to testify to the, uh, the, the, the wonder of the love of God through Christ Jesus I, I do I sincerely want that to be my testimony I can't say that it necessarily always is but, but God just didn't say I want you to be a testimony Ian. he gave me the power to testify in the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit, he came. And we're going to sort of go back to front in this little journey. But God wants us to speak the truth, doesn't he? Yeah. He wants me to speak the truth. He wants my life to embody. In Exodus 4, verse 12 there was a command given that now go and I will help you speak and I will teach you what to say God said to Moses now go and I will help you speak and I will teach you what to say there's a world out there that needs to hear and know the truth of this amazing gospel that God has given to each one of us and his plan was to use redeemed men and women not angels and archangels but redeemed people like you and me to be the message bearers isn't that wonderful? Is it wonderful or is it is it scary? Yeah? That the church, God's, the church was saved to bear the message through which it was saved. And that to be perpetuated generation upon generation. And uh, so we, we have this amazing responsibility but he will help us speak. I can uh, remember in the in the Congo when I was there, and uh, the Congo is, is is well known for lots of things, and power cuts are one of them. And uh, I, whenever I I speak, I have some notes, not copious notes, but I have some notes, but. It gets dark at six o'clock in the Congo because it's on the equator um, and when the power goes it's black black I mean it's black yeah and you have to open your mouth and he will fill it it is it is just that it's', it's trust in god it's, it's it's that God will give words for you to say and you know for in our everyday life, he will give you the words that you need to say. The Holy Spirit will do that. In Isaiah fifteen, verse four, the sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. he w- He wakes me in the morning by morning and uh that my ear would listen like one being taught. he's got this amazing ministry of the holy spirit i think we sometimes we we f- we tend to think and i, I was um i have a pentecostal well i'm half a pentecostal at the moment But something of like this. But, um, I am a Pentecostal and I, I, I was a Pentecostal pastor for many, many, many years and sometimes we can look at the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit and especially the, the more, all the gifts of the Holy Spirit are supernatural but those that are clearly more uh, supernatural than natural um, but this main ministry of the Holy Spirit is to give us words to say to give us the Ability to communicate this amazing gospel, to share the love of God with others, is huge and it's, it's wonderful and it's a privilege, but it's too great, it's too difficult. How do, how do I know how to? When, we, when I go in prison, the, the needs of the men are so huge. I can't begin to think how I am going to communicate at the level that, and I don't say this in a disparaging way, at the level of a way someone will understand it and receive it. Isaiah fifty-one sixteen. I have put my words in your mouth and covered you in the shadow of my hand. But God wants to give us words. He wants to use it. When you... When you go home and if you've got unsaved family at home, God wants you not just to go away from this meeting just having sort of met with him. He wants to give you what you need to share with other people. It's it's as simple as that. But God will give me words to say. Yeah. In in Matthew ten, nineteen but when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. This is an amazing gift. Because words words are powerful, aren't they? With with the tongue, we have the ability to bring life and death, the power of the spoken word. And if the source of my spoken words is God himself, how wonderful is that? That we're not just talking, we're not just babbling. But we're we're giving something that God has given us, his word. 1 Corinthians 2.13 This is what we speak. Not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, expressing to spiritual truth in spiritual words. I can say "Hallelujah. I can say hallelujah to that you know sometimes we we think that we need great and learned preachers I need to get someone to the preacher God doesn't operate that way God needs to get someone to you to receive the words that he's given you It's the great untapped resource of the church is the word loosed within the church, within you. The potential. If the Spirit is giving you the words, they must be the best words in the world. And he entrusts them to you. So I'm not expressing my feelings, my thoughts, my... um, my doubts, but something that God has, as God has given me. Yeah. And um, David, in his some of his last words, King David, in 2 Samuel 23, he says, "The Spirit of the Lord spoke through me; his word was on my tongue." He knew that. He knew that the Lord had used him in this wonderful way. In Jeremiah one nine, Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. Hallelujah. I mean, this is not rocket science it's just the father has given his children the words to say to bless a world that needs to hear those words where, where, where is the word of the Lord going to come from well it's not our politicians whatever um, uh, position you're in at the moment which I, I suggest you're probably like me in a position of confusion the word of the Lord is going to come from the Lord Psalm 81.10 I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt open your mouth and I will fill it and he's not talking about dental treatment yeah? Hallelujah. I have to open my mouth, though, for it to be filled. I have to believe that He could use little old me and little old you and to give you words of life that can transform. Luke twenty four forty eight, he says talking to the that that he talks about them being. He said you are witnesses of these things. A witness is someone who has first hand knowledge. Preach it. Who said that? Yeah. 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 First-hand knowledge can attest to the truth. They were there. It was given. It's given first-hand by God, not second-hand. In John fifteen twenty-seven, and you must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. You must testify, Ian. You have an obligation to testify. I think I've shared with you before here uh, I've got a friend um, uh, who um, is suffering with um, some dementia and he would always tell me every time I saw him and I saw him each week uh, he spoke about this guy called Billy Bray who was uh, an evangelist in the West Country and Billy Bray used to say if you stuck me in a barrel and put the lid on it I'd still shout out of the bunghole hallelujah Um, it was It was that nothing, nothing can stop the testimony of God's people. And the testimony becomes even more powerful in difficult circumstances. And I don't have to look very far to see that to be true. In a, when I was in in hospital there were three of us went in as, as day patients to have repair jobs on their shoulders one escaped early and two of us were kept in overnight um, and uh, this guy that was kept in overnight he, he wasn't a Christian by any stretch of the imagination in fact he um, he was a bit of Jack the Lad and uh, he would I, I don't know yeah he he, he he could justify anything in his life to be okay as long as it wasn't physically hurting someone but there's no the, the, the morality was a, 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 a movable object um, and I felt the Lord say to me Ian, Ian you, you need to testify to this guy Um and so on the the Thursday morning I I went over and uh, I said can I just share something with you we'd chatted about everything and anything but not about my faith and uh, he said yeah sure and I told him about my conversion how I came to know the Lord what the Lord had done in my life how he'd transformed me about his goodness and uh, in my weaknesses, he had used my weaknesses to manifest his strength, um, and it was it was lovely. He listened because, uh, and I, I went back to my my bed after doing that. I thought, well, I, I did that all right, didn't I, Lord? And he said, no, he and didn't. Um, <laughs> he said, you, you need to go back. Um, and uh, And say some more, and you need to give him your Bible, yeah um, you have to give him the word that you're testifying to, so um I did that, and it was lovely, and we've exchanged telephone numbers, and uh, who knows where that might might lead but we we uh, Carol knows that we've got a I had a dear friend called Billy Temple, he was a, a traveller, a gypsy, um, who became a friend, a dear friend, for many, many years. And he used to come round sometimes because he, he did some tree lopping as they do. And uh, he would come and uh, knock on the door and say, Can I have a cup of tea? I said, Yeah, come and have a cup of tea. And he'd always say the same thing. He said, You know, Ian, we've got to tell the people. Every time. He said, Ian, we've got to tell the people. And he was right. He was right. We have to tell the people. In whatever way that is, and God will give us the way, He will give us the words. Not so it's some artificial you know, this sort of you know, and, and people know what's artificial but people know what's the genuine is. When you're, when you're speaking out of love and you're speaking out of respect and honour. And so we were this is why I've, I've gone full circle now. I, I've come to the verses that I was supposed to read at the beginning uh, in Matthew twenty eight, and we're gonna close with these, these two verses well these two passages. But Matthew twenty eight eighteen. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee and to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I know I've said this before because it's really important to me, that that command to go was a standing order given to the church. If you were ever in the army, you knew that the standing order was the last order that was given you and it stood until a new order came. There is no new order. This is the standing order of the church, that I am to go into the world whatever my world is it doesn't need to be the far-flung world my world can be across the street my world can be across my lounge my world can be a telephone call my world can be a message I don't know where my world is at any one time but I had to, to go and and do this and then in, in Acts, just before Jesus went to be with the Father, he ascended. He said this, to the this is the, one of the last instructions, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift the Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then he goes on to say, you know, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. You will be. But you need to wait for one who will enable you to be a witness. Not in your strength, Ian, but in his strength. If these men and women who had followed Jesus for three and a half years, they'd had the most amazing teaching anyone on the face of this earth could ever have. They had walked with Jesus. They had seen the crucifixion. They knew of the resurrection. It wasn't enough. It was not enough there to wait for power from on high. Bible teaching was not enough. Knowing Jesus was not enough in that sense. They had to have power within them, and they had to wait. You know, I'm sure Peter might have found that a bit frustrating. He wasn't one renowned for waiting uh, throughout the, the the Gospels, but he had to wait before he could go into the world. And we end with this other passage that we were we were given in Acts four. 29. Now, Lord, uh, this is um, uh, sort of Peter and John had just um, been uh, arrested and uh, they'd been released. And they're at this prayer meeting. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with boldness. Their prayer, their prayer was not for protection for themselves. Their prayer, under the most intense pressure and threat of their own life, was to share the word with boldness. Consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, I mean, that was a prayer that I think all of heaven said, Amen to. That wasn't a prayer that I'm a Christian, get me out of here, sort of prayer. This was, I need your Holy Spirit to do what you've called me to do. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Hallelujah. May it be, this nation needs a church that will do that. needs are people who will do that. But it's in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I pray, I'm just going to pray now, but I pray that just as we worship, if we've got a little time to worship, that we may receive the Holy Spirit. Not to give us some uh, charismatic uh, touch the power of God. The same God that that inspired the word, the same spirit that inspired the word would be the spirit that's inspiring me to speak it boldly. We're not ashamed of it, are we? We're not ashamed of the word that saved us. But the world needs it and it needs it through you and me. And you might think, I am not the best at that. God gives you the best that you can do it. The Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, how wonderful you are. Lord, as inadequate as we feel, Father, Lord, you took inadequate people all through the Bible, stuttering weak people that the world had written off to be your champions. Father, I pray that, Lord, for myself and my brothers and sisters Lord that we would reach out to you and Father you'd breathe on us so breath of God fill us with life in you but Father though that we may Father be confident and bold and very courageous and it wouldn't just be words resigned for, for Joshua there be words that are meant for us too Lord so we thank you Holy Spirit we need you and we welcome you now into each and every life Father that your glory may be made known and Father many would be saved In Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless you richly.